Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. And we are really excited today. We have one of the stars of the new movie, Unthinkably Good Things, uh, coming to Hallmark Channel. We have Joyful Drake with us. And Joyful, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Oh, thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah. So what we like to do is like to ask our guests to to tell us a little bit about what what inspired you to get into acting. So long ago. Let me think about that. <laughs> I probably just dated myself. I've always been my name, joyful and full of energy. And I'm originally from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Um, go Packers, go Milwaukee Bucks. I'm a huge sports fan. <laughs> and as a kid, you know, I was involved in everything, you know, theater, drama, swing choir, volleyball, basketball, cheerleading. So I've always been um, interested in trying new things. And acting was one of the things that always just inspired me. Like I, I'd watch movies and television shows and I was fascinated um, with what I saw. And um, it was something I always knew I wanted to do, but I didn't quite know how a girl from Milwaukee, Wisconsin could break into you know Hollywood. Um, so it was always like in my spirit. So I'm so thankful and blessed that I'm able to do what I really love. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So do you remember the first part you ever got? The first part I ever got <laughs> in acting or like in, as a kid in plays and things like that. <laughs> in um, yeah. Well, you can talk about either, but, but uh, in uh, your first role on film. Oh, Definitely. I remember it because I was in New York City at the time and I was I had auditioned for this television series called Soul Food that was on Showtime and they like loved me and booked me. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I have a job. I was so used to, you know, studying and auditioning that when the work actually came to me, I was kind of scared and I didn't know what to do. And then they send this limo. That's when they use limos. You know, we don't do that now. We just have cars, right? Um, but they sent this limo to pick me up and take me to the airport because it shot in Toronto. And I literally got on stage. It um, was Felicia Henderson's show. And some of the actors on the show were Vanessa Williams, Boris Kojo, Nicole, um, Ari Parker at the time, Melinda Williams. And I like literally froze. I was like, <laughs> I don't know what to do. And Felicia walked over to me and she said, listen, listen, I saw your tape. You're here because you're good. Have fun. And I said, okay. And literally we did like every scene in like two takes. They were calling me like one take Drake. Um, and it was like one of those things where it was like, be careful what you ask for. You just might get it. That's great. I bet that makes you a lot more sort of sympathetic to new uh, new talent that, uh, that you see struggling. Yeah. Because it can be really intimidating, you know, especially now, like for me, when I would audition, you know, back in the day, I would go into a room and it'd be, you know, 20 people sometimes. And that was intimidating. So now like with the pandemic and everything, everything is self tape. So you have to do it in your house and then, you know, if you book the job, you go on set and it's like a whole nother beast, um, especially if it's a big scene with a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I do. I do. Um, I'm very gentle with, you know, new actors. I'm so excited for their journey. But, um, you know, you have to be careful what you say, because 
you can really mold them, you know, in a way that might scar them. So, Mm -hmm. you know, you have to encourage them and let them know, Hey, you've got this. You're here for a reason. Mm -hmm. You have the um, dream big foundation that you started. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, it was a foundation that was near and dear to my heart. As an actor, I think one of the best things about my gig is that I get to meet so many wonderful people and I get to work all over the country and world. It was a show I was working on in Atlanta at the time, and we had a huge following in Atlanta. And I'm, I love kids. Like I have nieces and nephews that literally spent summers with me. Like I feel like I'm their second mom. So I really know how you can shape and mold the mind of um, a curious kid. So I wanted to do something that represented that spirit Um, because that's what my dad did for us like coming from Milwaukee Wisconsin when I grew up it was one of the most segregated states in the country so he made sure he took us to other parts of the country so we could see people who looked like us doing things that you know we didn't know we could do so my dream big foundation was working with high school students and every day we get glammed up at work I have magnificent makeup artists and hair people and wardrobe people. And I just wanted to do something fun for the less fortunate people. So we just gave free prom makeovers to a group of students and made them feel special for a day. And it was so fun and so rewarding. I didn't even, you know, know that it would make the impact or the difference that it did. It was something that, you know, I probably enjoyed doing more than they received because I felt like I was using my platform to, you know, make a difference. That's great. That sounds fun. That's a great idea. Yeah. yeah. But they they had to earn it though. They had to write essays about, yeah, yeah, like it wasn't just, Hey, we're going to pick anyone. Like we had a pool of students write essays about their futures and um, their dreams and how they were going to accomplish it. And I think the hardest part was actually choosing a handful of essays because everyone's was so great. Mm -hmm. Hello, I'm Hannah and I'm Katie. And we have a podcast called one kiss means forever. Do you love made-for-TV rom-coms? Are you obsessed with Hallmark and all the Hallmark-inspired copycats that have come out on other platforms like Netflix? And while being obsessed, do you know that these are not what one might call quality films? (laughs) If so, come listen to our podcast. Each episode, we discuss one movie that did not have a theatrical release and always ends in a happily ever after. And how do we know it will end in a happily ever after? Because one kiss means forever, of course. So join us as we deep dive into each movie for about 45 minutes. Episodes drop every other Thursday, except during the very elongated Hallmark Christmas season when we join the Christmas craze and go weekly for about two and a half months. Bye! Bye. Let's see. I know you say you're a big sports fan, like myself, a girl on the West Coast. So, Raiders fan, Raiders fan, Ace fan. No, no, you guys took Devontae Adams from us, and I am not your friend. (laughs) That was not my vote. That was not my vote. That was not my vote. (laughs) Okay. I want to hear your experience as a dancer because you 
for a dancer. I'm like, you're like, I got some moves, but I can't be on that level though. But tell me about your experience. <laughs> oh wow, you're taking me back, Jasmine. You're taking me back. Um, <laughs> you know, I used to dance for the Milwaukee Bucks, and when I danced, they never won anything. But that's okay. <laughs> we had a lot of fun. It was truly awesome and epic experience that just opened my eyes to so much like everyday performing being on that floor in front of thousands of people um the places you know that team we were called the energy dance team the places that they took us one of the places was to new york for the all-star game and that was my first time being in new york city i might have been like 19 years old 20 almost 20 and just seeing the melting pot of people who looked like me, I was like, oh my gosh. And I told my dad, I was like, I'm moving to New York. He's like, no, you're not. I was like, yes, I am. Watch me. And, um, <laughs> you know, so it, it was like one of those things that just opened different doors for me to, you know, walk and pave my journey. But yeah. dancing was awesome. I will say you have no idea how hard those girls work. Like, I'm talking about leaving practice exhausted, your muscles hurt, um, you're sweating, you're just, and you do that two, three times a week practice, plus you have two, three games a week. I mean, and a lot of the women, I was in college at the time, but a lot of the women have full-time jobs, like they're nurses or they're teachers, um, you know, and they just love to dance. So that's kind of like a hobby, their second gig. It's a lot of fun, but it's a lot of work. Yeah, I didn't know that that they had other jobs. That's okay. interesting. Yeah, oh. they do. They yeah, I see them like on other teams, like some are nurses, some are grad students. I'm like, y'all doing the damn thing. Wow, <laughs> That's it. amazing. It. They're they're super smart. You know, unfortunately, sometimes cheerleaders get a bad rep, right? Mm -hmm. For like just being beauty and no brains. But these girls were beautiful, but super brainy, like mm -hmm. super smart. They even had some young moms on there. Yeah. So it was, it was like a sisterhood. It was really awesome. So how did you make the transition from being dancer between to like <laughs> getting an agent and getting a, and getting regular work and, and becoming a working actor? Like how, how were you able to do that? Well, it's a lot different now than it was back then. <laughs> All you need now is an Instagram account. For me, I ended up quitting the dance squad. Like I know I had to get out of Wisconsin and I was trying to figure out how I was going to get to New York because my mom was like, you're not, what are, no, New York, I can't take it. So I ended up getting an internship my senior year of college that um, was accredited. So I worked at Sony Music with the Destiny's Child and all those cool people. Wow. Yeah, Yvette Newell Shore was my PR boss, still with Beyonce today. Um, so I, I did all of that. And I think we had like Nas and Maxwell's with Columbia Records, but I was an intern student um, getting college credit. So that's how I left, I ended up quitting the dance squad and everyone was so upset. They're like, you're leaving. I was like, I've got to go, I got to go. <laughs> So I made my way to the Big Apple and I loved it so much that I didn't even want to come back and walk across the stage when it was time for me to graduate. And my dad was like, oh no, you're walking across that stage. Like, no, no, you are doing it. I did that. And then I, I was working. I had a corporate gig and I felt so proud of myself. I'm making a little money. I had my little apartment in New York City. 
And I was bored. I was like, this isn't what I want to do. Like I went to school, I got this degree, like there's more, there has to be more. So I started auditioning for little theatrical um, groups and I was accepted into the Ujama Black Theater group. And we did a performance and it was like in some little sweat box, probably smaller than my living room. <laughs> and I loved it. Like I felt this energy and these people in the city of, you know, New York City. And then I said, that's it. I'm pursuing acting full time. Um, believe it or not, I got my agent off of a mailing. Oh, wow. Wow. A mass mailing. I sent my headshot. I, I mean, I put my shot, my headshots. I got a photographer and I sent my headshots out and they called me in and I did a meeting and he was like, okay, cool. And I was like, really? Because they say you'll never get an agent off of a mailing. I got mine off of a mailing. And um, when I moved to California years later, he called an agent and referred me out here. So I've always so I kind of got in the system, if, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Nowadays, when people ask me that, I, I don't know what to tell them. Like, I don't know. How do you get an agent today? Yeah. You know, so they they go ahead. They don't do mailings anymore. So yeah. I, I don't know. Hmm. So we have uh, the new movie, Unthinkably Good Things, coming out. Uh, it's the first mahogany movie. It's so exciting. And <laughs> Uh, so how did you end up getting that role? Did, did they come to you or did you audition for that one? They came to me, you know, um, I will say one of the best things about this business is um, the friends you make along the journey. And so many people may be at one studio and then they'll go to another studio and then they may start their own company. But um, I pride myself on, you know, making true connections with people. And um, Tony Judkins, who is the head of Mahogany over at Hallmark, I had met her literally at my best friend, my, got, my daughter's godmother, her Memorial Day barbecue a, a year ago because I also write. So um, I had sold a script to Mar Vista Films and she was starting, you know, Mahogany and she was looking for writers and looking for scripts. So they introduced me to her and she was like, wait a minute, I recognize you. You were in that show um, that I loved and this and that. She said, you'd be great as an actor in this, this movie that I'm doing. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And maybe in March, she called and said, we've been greenlit. Remember that part I told you about? Read the script. Tell me if you love it um, because I want you to play in it. And I was like, okay. And so um, I think it was just that simple, but yet that took years of, you know, <laughs> pounding the pavement to meet the right people to put us in those positions. Um, so that's how I got the role. When I found out that it's shot in Italy, I was like super duper duper excited. But um, it was like one of those things that I say was meant to be because the stars aligned, like everything mm -hmm. aligned. Like I loved the script. I loved the producers on it. Um, Monique Nash and Corinne, um, they're amazing. Um, I love Tony. And then when I found out that Wanya, the CEO of Hallmark is my soul roar, I was like, oh, like this is meant to be, you know, but everything just aligned. We didn't ask this yet, but it was truly a labor of love. Like all these beautiful black women 
making magic, getting along. Like it was so amazing. Like seriously, because I've been on the flip side where it hasn't been and to be a part of something that was so, um, Karen Pittman, my co-star said it was so joyful, no pun intended, but to be a part of something that was so joyful, it really ignited my spirit and um, made me fall back in love with acting because I, I, I was thinking of hanging up the towel. Oh no, well, I'm glad. I'm yeah. glad that you were able to fall back in love. That's good. You were doing more writing. You were thinking of kind of going that way or? I am going that way. I'm kind of like, you know, balancing both acts. I I sold a project to Lifetime as well that um, I'm actually writing right now. So as a mom of a three-year-old, you know, it's like I can only do so much. And it was very hard for me to leave my child who I had been quarantined with to go to Italy. Like, because she didn't have a passport, she couldn't travel that fast. And then by the time we did get her a passport, they weren't able to make it. So for me, you know, that mom guilt, I don't know if you guys are moms at all. I have a, I have a little... I have a cat. You know the guilt, right? Even staying out late. You're like, oh, I need to feed, right? You just, you, you're, you're yeah. cool. So um, I just thought, yeah, maybe it's time for me to, eh, you know, go in another direction. But um, God had another plan. <laughs> also, speaking of like, you know, this new series for Hallmark. Yeah. And I just want to know, like, how do you feel about the new, like, you no know, series coming out of it and the diversity? Because mm-hmm. I know they slowly start making a habit now and you know, pu- pushing forward more stories for uh, people of color, especially for Black, um, Hispanic, mm-hmm. um, Asian descent. Like, how do you feel about this new path? I know other networks are slowly doing that as well, but how do you feel with Hallmark going in this new direction, especially coming with this new b- rebirth? Wow. Um, I feel it was, (laughs) I get choked up because, um, you know, as a kid, I used to, you know, buy and get mahogany cards, you know, so the fact that now there's a mahogany division, and I get to be, you know, one of the actors to launch this franchise, and I will say Hallmark put their heart and their money into this Um, film and when you see it you will be able to tell the way it was shot the actors that you know they were able to get the entire Italian crew that we worked with their cinematography is beautiful so to me it means everything as a black woman as a actor as a writer because when you get to tell your story as a black woman, you know, you get a a level of authenticity with that story that you won't get anywhere else. So, you know, the fact that now you're seeing more black female directors, more black female writers, um, Cass um, wrote this script, Terry J. Vaughn directed this script, and it was literally this, this labor of love. And I always like to say, like my director said, Terry J. Vaughn, like this film is important. And when you see these ladies, yes, we're black women with rich stories and and, and rich histories, but 
we're women, you know what I'm saying? And I think women of all ethnicities will be able to see themselves and relate to these characters. And I think as a black woman, that's all you wanted. Like you, you just wanted to be portrayed in a way that was real and, you know, relating to women that you know, your mom, your sisters, your friends, you know, uh, we ain't all drugged out or we ain't all, you know, living in the projects. Like you, th there are levels to this. And yeah. I was so excited to be a part of a story that's going to show those levels. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, we're so excited to see it. So the story is the three of you are girlfriends and going to Tuscany, is that right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. 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 Like, to study abroad all over again. Like testing. <laughs> gorgeous. <laughs> yes, we're friends. Um, our friend. Um, we're we're long time friends. We went to college together, and our girl is over there teaching abroad, and we come out to visit her. And you know what happens when girlfriends get together? Things unravel, secrets are revealed. You know, so um, you know, nothing too heavy, but we just re we find ourselves again in this new age that we are. You know, we're not those same crazy college kids mm -hmm. but yeah we're all over Italy honey I mean we're eating we're sipping wine we're walking on cobblestone streets we're shopping we're doing everything we're in cooking class oh, nice so yeah. had you been there before you've been to Italy have. yeah oh, nice yes I went for my honeymoon and um it was amazing you know amazing mm -hmm. and so to be able to go back um you know and be like oh yes I've been here before I felt you know a little special yeah <laughs> like, yeah I, I threw my my <laughs> coin in the Trevi fountain they say if you throw a coin in there that yes. means you'll always come back yes so mm -hmm. I do all three of you have romantic relationships or is there like one big one or or is can you is that too spoilery to tell I will, I can't say it. I will say my journey is one of um, trying to decide or explore if that's an avenue I want to take again because of past issues. So yeah. it is a real journey for my character, um, you know, and one that I think a lot of women will relate to. Yeah. So did you feel chemistry right away with the other two women, with um, Karen and Erica? Yes. Um, Karen was telling me um, when her agent saw the movie, he was like, are you guys friends? Like in real life, are you guys friends? And she's like, well, now we are, yeah. Because there was just this synergy. Um, I think we all knew we were doing something special and everyone wanted to be there. And you're in Italy. Isn't it like the country of love and romance? Like, how could you not be happy and, you know, form those type of connections and relationships? So we're definitely friends. Um, and we're looking toward, forward to the sequel. Ooh, there's a sequel. Ooh, we'll see. We'll see. There's talks about it. Now, I just want to know, what do you want people to take away from this film besides, you know, just everything from friendships, the travel, because mm -hmm. I traveled before and I met people from all walks of life because they were expecting me who looked like me to be in Italy. Like she think my one of my friends I studied abroad, she's like, I was expecting black people to be here. I'm like, no, everybody's around everywhere, you know, from mm -hmm. African descent, 
Hispanic descent, Asian descent. I'm like, what do you want people to take away from this film? And, you know. Um, first of all, yes, Black people do travel to Italy, <laughs> okay? <laughs> That's a good thing to take away from this film. Um, but also that um, Black women are beautiful and um, complex and unique and delicate and fractured and um, real. And I want them to take away from this film that there's beauty in all of that. Like no matter what you're going through, um, no matter how you feel, um, you can get through it if you have a real sisterhood and a real um, sense of connection with someone and a, a real foundation with someone who can pick you up when you're down and you can you know, do that vice versa. So no matter what it looks like, everything is better when you've got sisters and good friends by your side and you should take on the world not just italy go to greece you know go to south america like yeah. do it like why wait like this film is about do it now why wait well i think that's something that the pandemic taught hopefully all of us is you never know take the opportunity when you have it don't wait don't wait, don't wait. And don't, and don't let someone tell you who you are or, or what you should be or what you should wear. Like you show them who you are. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Feel it in yourself, like, like believe in yourself. And I think, you know, when we're young, we're so fearless. Like I look at my daughter, we took her to swim lessons today. She, she's three and this was her second lesson. And they're like, she's a level two. Like, you know, most kids start at level one, but she's under the water. She's woo, like, she's just fearless. And then as we get older, we kind of put up these roadblocks ourselves because people tell us we shouldn't do that. Or you, you know, should look this way or you shouldn't wear that. And I say, do what you want to do you know, be happy because like you said, the pandemic taught us that, that life is short and you never know what could happen. And I think if you have real sisters and real friends, they'll encourage you to, to go down that path as well. We'd like to take a second from this episode of the podcast to celebrate our sponsor of this episode. And that is the Hallmarkies Patreon. Do you love Hallmarkies podcast? Do you want an inside scoop into what happens on the podcast? Do you want early access to episodes and loads of cool perks? Now is the time to become a patron of Hallmarkies Podcast. By becoming a patron, you get to access our patron Facebook group. You can request episodes or even be a guest on the podcast. And most importantly, any patron can join our monthly movie watch-alongs with stars like Paul Campbell, Natalie Hall, and more. It's as low as $2 a month to join in and become a special part of the Hallmarkies family. Please consider, and we will love you forever. Go to patreon.com slash Hallmarkies. That's patreon.com slash Hallmarkies. Now, let's talk about this premiere happening in Hollywood. going on here is uh, Facebook and um, Instagram. Like, <laughs> this is gorgeous. Where was our invite? I'm like, the vibe. Oh my gosh, you guys should have been, it was so amazing. Like literally, it was like, it was like, it might've been like the best premiere that like I've been to. Like they just decked it out. When you walked in there, you left California and you were in Italy. 
the sequel. Let's hook us up. <laughs> Let's do it. I got you, girl. Okay, I got good. you. The sequel. And be like, no, they need to be there. <laughs> <laughs> it was so beautiful. They had violinists. They had the Italian food. They had the best wines. Like it was just so delicate. The the flowers, everything. Like, and they had to pivot and do it. Like in the you know uh, the the. Uh, in a second because everything changed with the pandemic and people were worried and they kind of canceled the TCAs and did them virtual. But this was so special to them that they were like, you know what, we're gonna do this party and we're gonna do it safe and we're gonna COVID test everyone and we're gonna do it outside and we're gonna celebrate this because this moment is really big. It's a huge moment for the network, a huge moment. Well, that's great. Well, thank you so much for taking time to talk with us. We're really excited about the movie. Congratulations and welcome to the Hallmark family. <laughs> oh, can I just say hello to my Hallmark family who I love over there, Tony Judkins, Wanya, um, Allison, um, you know what, Lisa, you know what? They are so nice. Like I've met so many people in different, you know, arenas and um, networks. And I was talking to one of the executives over there. I said, you know what? This feels like a family. And she said, you know what? We are. That's how we like to operate. So I'm sure that means I'll be talking to you beautiful ladies again. <laughs> uh, would you have social media you'd like to share? Yes, I am Joyful Drake um, at on Twitter and Joyful Drake on Instagram. So follow you girl. <laughs> we really appreciate it. Like I said, congrats on the movie. We're very excited to, to watch it. And oh, you uh, guys haven't seen it? No, we haven't seen oh. it yet. No. Okay. Well, you might you have to let um Pammy, my publicist, you have to let her know okay. how you like it. Okay. We will. We will. Okay. <laughs> Great Thank to you meet so you. Much. Nice to meet you too. We'd like to thank Joyful for coming on the podcast. This was so much fun to get to talk with her and let us know what you think about all the things we talked about in the comment section or on Twitter. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Round Tomatoes. So check that out. Also, uh, Jasmine, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Shereen16. Great. And make sure you're all following the podcast at Hallmarkies Pod, Hallmarkies Podcast. We will put a link to uh, the playlist for all of our interviews on there. So make sure you check that out. And we're also going to be doing a full recap of just unthinkably good things uh, with an amazing all-star panel uh, <laughs> that you all are going to love. So that's very exciting coming up. Uh, but uh, if you are listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews. We really appreciate that. And if you are watching YouTube, please give the video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that so much. We also have our patron group, which is so much fun where we have watch alongs and other activities and we talk about movies. Please uh, help us there. We, we so appreciate it. We also have the, uh, the merch store where we have all different kinds of Hallmark inspired merch. So take a look at that. And uh, thanks again, everybody. And thanks to Joyful. And we'll talk to you later. Bye, everyone. <laughs>